Hi team, welcome to my fabulous new podcast, Ketamine's Business, where I'm going to be diving into all the fabulous details with my gal pal, Zach Delatte, on everything RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3. We're going to be grabbing the goss and dishing the dirt on everything you need to know, so come take a ride and mind my business, bitch. Everybody, welcome to episode one of Ketamine's Business. I'm Ketamine, and I've got my gal pal Zach Delatte. Hey, Zach. Woo, Kiora sis, how are ya? Oh my gosh, so good. It's so nice to be doing this with you. Yeah, are you drinking? Um, a, a little dipple. No, it's actually uh, it's energy drink. It's my faithful V energy drink. You know, I like to drink it in a champagne glass to make me feel fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm cheating on V. Sorry, Frucor, I got my Red Bull. <laughs> I love this drink. <laughs> so, as you know, Zach, RuPaul's Drag Race, Down Under, they've come back Down Under once again, and we're at season three, which is extremely thrilling. Uh, have you have you caught the episode yet? I have watched the app. I've watched the app. It was camp. It was very camp. Now, for those of you around the world that are tuning in, uh, I was obviously the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, Down Under season Season one. Well, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> and of course, season two came along and we had another Kiwi winner. So Down Under is Australia and New Zealand for the most part. And now we have had two Kiwi winners. Yeah. RuPaul really said, fuck Australia. <laughs> <laughs> she really did. She really did. Because we got Miss Congeniality too, didn't we? Both Kiwis, right? Who did we have? So Miss Congeniality season one was my sister Anita Wiglet. Camp, and then we had Yuri Guy. Yeah, so two Kiwi winners, two Kiwi miscongenialities. <laughs> Australia is rotting. Controversial. Ah, ah. Oh, quite controversial, actually, when you think about it. And, you know, I think a lot of people would never have seen that coming. No. <laughs> I've seen many things come, and I didn't see that. <laughs> and I unsubscribed immediately. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I must say it was different last night. I've done all my viewings in Auckland up until this point. Last night I watched it here in Sydney and I was rooting for the wrong person, apparently. <laughs> right. I was the only one, I think, clicking and cheering for Floor and Rita and Ivana. <laughs> oh, is there very... Is there, well, okay, just to get the listeners uh, up to speed with our relationship. So oh, yeah. uh, Zach and I have known each other for absolute years. Uh, we came up in the gay scene in New Zealand together. Yeah, the late 1800s. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> Yeah, the late 1800s. Oh my gosh, the yeah. Botox is doing wonders for me though. And uh, so, but you've moved, you've you've gone across the ditch now. So you are now in Sydney, is that right? I am. I'm on Gadigal lands. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I made the leap. I think this is week number four. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So fresh, fresh off the boat. <laughs> I'm still stuck in uh, Aotearoa, but you know, I love this bloody place. I don't think I could ever leave. I do miss Tamaki Makara. I Auckland will always be home. For sure. For sure. And you know what they say, home is where the homos are. And, um, you know, we've got family around us, so we're okay. Honey, I'm homo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's how Zach and I know each other. But now, of course, you've gone to Australia to live. That means you got to experience the RuPaul's Drag Race premiere uh, in Sydney with the, with the Australian girls. So that must have been a vibe. I mean, it was such a vibe. Well, hosted by Vibe, ironically, who's also, she's a camp bitch. Oh, fabulous. Um, the girls turned it. I think every city did their own little pocket kind of viewing, which I think really worked out and kind of let the girls have their own moment to shine, which is really cute. 
I would love to meet them all together though. It would be so nice to see like after filming, I think they're doing Drag Expo maybe in Melbourne. Yeah, every single cast member, right, of season three. That's Cam. Well, you touch on something, seeing them all together live, I think would be extremely camp because after watching the first episode of season three, I, I there was something that stood out to me, which I haven't noticed it on any of the other seasons so far. And correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it's just I'm, I'm seeing things, but does it seem particularly, uh... <laughs> Is there more drama this season already in one episode? Yes! These girls are feisty hoes. They're so feisty! I (laughs) couldn't believe it. I was like, these they don't even care. They don't even (laughs) care how they're coming across. They're just like, bitch, I'm just going to say what the fuck is on my mind. (laughs) Floor learned nothing from House of Drag and she said, I'm going to be the villain again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, like, I'm all for being a good person. Uh, and, and I'm not saying any, any of them aren't yet, but it comes across quite camp, the way Floor does it, don't you think? It's camp. I mean, maybe it's because I know her. Maybe it's because I sort of have, uh, you know, I'm privileged to kind of know her outside of Drag Race, and I know she's not mean-spirited, but I no. was just watching the things she was saying, I was like, you are hilarious, you shady, shady bitch. <laughs> I also think for also knowing her so have some bias as well. I think sometimes she has no idea how she comes across. And I think that's part of her charm, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, she she's so delusional. Like, how could someone be that beautiful? And no, actually, I know many beautiful, delusional people. She's just one of those. She's one of those yeah. beautiful, beautiful, delusional bitches. We're going to have to start calling her Valentina. Yes. <laughs> And of course, uh, we got that reference when RuPaul asked her to take her face mask off. But we will get into that. Um, We're going to start with the first episode. uh, The very first person into the workroom was, of course, Hollywood. Hollywood. Now, uh, what did you think when she entered the workroom? She came in guns blazing. She has things to show. I can't believe she's been doing drag. Did she say just over a year? Yeah, one year. She looks so polished. That blows my mind. <laughs> okay, we're not we're not going to show this on the pod, but if people could see what I looked like one, even five years into the gig, like, girl. <laughs> I mean, we're ah! 13 years in it. <laughs> I know, and I still look like shit. <laughs> but no, I was impressed. I felt like um, they definitely sent her in first, I think, because they knew she could hold her own. She was going to come in guns blazing yep. and just be very captivating from the jump. And she was, yep. for sure. She set the bar, this is what we're doing. And then immediately the next girl, I was like, you better you better live up to that girl. Yeah, well, that's a lot to live up to. And who came in next? We had Hollywood. Was it Ashley Madison? It was Ashley, who is from... Melbourne? Yeah, we're now going to call her Lashley, but we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) So Ashley Madison walks in, and again, I I feel like this was probably strategic, because Ashley also feels like she is a very self-confident human being, and especially drag artist. And uh, you could sense the... I'm just going to say tension <laughs> between Holly and Ashley straight away. Immediately. There's two people in the room. They obviously both love what they do, think quite highly of themselves, and rightly mm-hmm. so. And you can see the drama boiling already. And they've said they've never met each other. Is that right? They've heard of each other. They've never met each other. And already 
it's getting juicy. It was like two personalities were like... <laughs> it was. I mean, and then, you know, Hollywood pulling no punches in the confessionals saying, um, I don't know if she's a bitch, but I've heard she's a bitch, yeah. so I guess we'll find out if she is a bitch. Uh, there was something so <laughs> special about being in the room. Obviously, Holly's there too. And just any time there was a Hollywood confessional, the room was just erupting just because it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know that the audience, uh, from a viewer point of view, is already loving that because yeah. I absolutely was loving it you know again it's not about kind of indulging in being mean-spirited you know but it's just a, it's just the old drag queen um you know jib in the ribs you know wink, wink, nudge nudge yeah totally for sure for sure uh so okay we've had Hollywood walk in we've had Ashley walk in uh and then I believe we have Floor very strong three people walking in and three People that seemingly could arguably become the, the villain yeah. <laughs> of the season. <laughs> yes. it, it feels strategic to me. And obviously this is television. They It's made for television. It's supposed to be as juicy as possible. And it looks like that. Like... <laughs> It's like they've already put like what do they say the cat amongst the pigeons and then they go and throw a tiger in there. Yes. <laughs> ah! uh, and what does Floor say? She said uh, the the Latin is here and it was so beautiful and she is so beautiful. And then okay, this is gonna sound shady and I don't mean it to be, but that was the juiciest part of the walk-ins for me when those three came in. And then it kind of it, it went relatively quick pace after that. They kind of just started firing them through. Um, we had beautiful Bumper Love come in, which uh, she's so gorgeous and you know she's an auntie of the community uh for so long um because she's an old <laughs> old old bitch <laughs> but they all started coming in and it, it does feel um it feels like a great cast it does. i'm really enjoying it so far it does my favorite entrance i think was the fly <laughs> <laughs> on floor's face her of all people too, because she takes her looks so seriously, yeah. and to have a fly flapping around her, oh, that is heaven. It makes me wonder if they set the fly in there. Yeah, totally. Producers could have cut that out so easily, and they're like, we're keeping that. <laughs> oh, for sure. There was a lot of things that the producers could have cut out, and they were like, no, we're going to keep that in. Zoom in on Ashley Madison's pants. Multiple times. Multiple and times. And the amount of people that mentioned it. But, I, you know, I mean, and granted, this is in the setting of a competition, but it's one of those things. It's kind of like if a queen has lipstick on their teeth. It's like, a friendly little... there is an onus of the on the other people to be like, sis, hey, like, this easy mistake, but you've got yeah. a little lippy on your teeth. Yeah, I think those bitches were shady. <laughs> Poor girl. She had a rough first episode, but her confessionals were so uh, worth it. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? She's so self-confident and I, I love that in a person I you know I've gone through my journey and like I'm slowly getting more and more confident and, tr and trying to own my strength and my power day by day but my gosh she just has it in droves mm. So uh, RuPaul walks in wearing a gorgeous little uh, picnic blanket with a bow <laughs> No shade, I loved it. it was uh, and the girls are meeting RuPaul for the first time. Now, um, the, you know, there's talk people say, you know, especially as episodes go on about uh, when RuPaul walks into the workroom and it's always the same reaction of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But um, it, it, it's that vibe. Seeing somebody that's a celebrity that you idolize, well, yeah. most of us do, um, all of a sudden seeing them in the flesh, that's, I think in that moment, for me, that's when it got very real. Like, 
oh my gosh, I'm actually on RuPaul's Drag Race meeting RuPaul and about to be judged and perform in this competition that I've been watching and loving uh, for over a decade now. Yep. You know, I think that's when it slaps you in the face. So those reactions from the girls, it's not a surprise that that's how they all act and get so excited. I mean, there's definitely girls that probably, <laughs> I don't feel show as much respect as they should. No. <laughs> but um, I, I think for the most part, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to communicate and uh, to form bonds with a lot of, you know, what we call like drag race girls or Rue girls now over the years, uh, you know, going to drag con and touring uh, around um, the USA and things like that. So I've made a lot of connections with these girls. And it, for the most part, it's all very, very... Um, there's a lot of love, love, you know, a lot of love for for somebody that has uh, truly paved the way. And and you know me, you know, I talk very fondly of my drag mother, Tess Tickle, and, um, you know, the aunties in our community, like uh, Cola Gin and Buckwheat, and, you know, all the people that have paved the way for me. And RuPaul's done that on, on the world stage, yeah. you know, to the biggest scale you could imagine. So, um, you know, I think collectively there is a lot of uh, love and respect there, for sure. Totally. So you're putting it on the record that RuPaul was here in person for season one. <laughs> <laughs> she was. And season two, because I was there for season two to crown the season two winner. True, you were. You were. So RuPaul was here for season one. She was here for season two. And I presume she was there for season two. <laughs> <season laughs> presume. Uh, sorry, I'm just pouring myself another little bit. Oh, I might do my... Why don't we do a little drink? A little... <laughs> ooh, a little... Ooh, ooh, a little... Oh god, I tried to do a delicate little slurp and I just inhaled bubbles. <laughs> That's like a drag name, Bubble Inhaler. No, it's not actually. I said it out loud. No, it's not at all. Bumper Love has a a, a drag queen partner. I, I, I don't know if I'm, there's going to spoil um, info that comes out later in the season, but oh. uh, Bumper has a partner and their drag name is Bubbles. Oh. Bubbles International. Oh, Bubbles, why don't you come and fuck me sometime? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like a gas. <laughs> Cab. So, the girls have met RuPaul finally, and RuPaul says we are going to be, for our very first episode on the main stage, we are going to be doing a singing and dancing challenge, which I love. I adore those challenges. Love, 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 love. And it's going to be Mardi Gras themed, which uh, for anyone around the world, uh, everyone for the most part, people know what Mardi Gras is. But in uh, Australia uh, and New Zealand, uh, Mardi Gras is our pride celebration in yes. Sydney, Australia. Uh, and we do have pride all around New Zealand and around other places in Australia. But for the most part, Mardi Gras is our... Big one, right? For the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, before we go into that, should we take a little break? Sure, let's have a little a little chit-chat break. Yeah, I need to adjust my testes. <laughs> Me too. Well, welcome, welcome back, Zach, the Ooh. gorgeous Zach Delarte. Oh, it's so nice to be doing this pod with you. You know, we got separated when you moved to Australia, but now through the love of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, we can connect from Australia to New Zealand to the world. <laughs> RuPaul connecting crossies. <laughs> I know we're part of it. What is the crossy connection? <laughs> that's the jingle. That's the jingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what we should have called it. The crossy connection. It's not too late. <laughs> we're changing the name of the pod. <laughs> Ketamine's crossy connection. 
So before we went on the break, we talked about uh, the girls have just been tasked. They have to write lyrics to a mashup of two fabulous RuPaul songs. And uh, the girls, it looks like they're all doing pretty well. But then we stumble across uh, the story arc of poor Ivory Glaze. Oh. And she... For the most part, now we realize she's a bit of a sensitive Sally, right? She's a bit of a sensitive Sally. But in that moment, she's like, cool, I've got some lyrics. I feel very proud of them. This is where I'm going with it. And the girl said, no, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and to, not one, not two. What we saw was three, but it could have been more. It was a glam bush, to be honest. They shut her down. Yeah. They said, say your fucking name, bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How, what's your opinion? Do you feel like where she was going was the wrong direction and she should have been, that? you know, do you think it was a worthy critique for them to help? Or do you think they should have kept out of it? I mean, it's hard to say without knowing context. Like, was that her first draft, their five minutes into writing? Or was that she was about to walk out to record? That was her final product. So I don't know where, where was she in the stage? It's hard to say. That's a very good point, actually. If that was her finished product, I think they did step in. I think they benefited. She would have benefited by them stepping in. Because um, I think a missed opportunity not even saying your name, for sure. Well, you bring up a point. If that was her final draft. But then, is it also... If that was her final draft, and they're about to go record it, they're about to go perform, is that not also then almost even shadier? Because you're fucking her up. At that point, are you not better off to be like, okay, let her just run with her lyrics and hopefully she can do it with such confidence that it will mm. be fabulous. There's a juxtaposition, right? Like, it is a competition at the end of the day. Um, mm. You want a bitch to go home. But I think the two other Sydney girls could have bound, like helped her either earlier, maybe. I don't, like I said, I don't know where they were in the process. But, the way um, I saw it, I actually fully agreed with them i would i would have done the same thing and and i don't feel like it ever maybe behind her back it, it was a bit laughing and joking and a bit catty but what we saw on screen to her face i thought felt very um constructive yeah. and coming from a kind place for, from all of them yeah it wasn't you suck your lyrics are awful you should go home you're a piece of shit <laughs> Um, it wasn't that at all. No, it wasn't. But, I mean, that sends her on a spiral, yes. right? And and I think that was, we start seeing... The unravelling of ivory glaze. <laughs> the unravelling of ivory glaze. That sounds um, like a memoir. And that sounds like a great memoir. Yeah, the unravelling of ivory glaze. Or, like, if your eyes are glazed over, ivory glaze over. <laughs> but that's her on a walkie-talkie. Ivory glaze over. Yeah, ivory glaze over. <laughs> Oh, fucking cap. Um, but yeah, it, it sends her for sure. We start seeing that throughout the rest of the episode. So they've done their lyrics. They've all kind of settled on them. I presume they've recorded their lyrics. We don't get to see that on the episode. But now they're on the main stage and they have to put together some choreography. Now, this was interesting. Yeah. This is what? Ten drag queens. Mm -hmm. Seemingly... <laughs> Not a single one can dance. Yeah, where was the... There's always a choreographer-led one. Right. And when Ivana stepped up to the panel, I said, okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt bad for Ivana, you know, because everyone is like, uh, not me, not me, not me. And then she's like, yeah. okay, bitch, well, fuck, I'll do it. Yeah, and then they said, no, not that. 
And then they say, no, not that. Which, I mean, you know, they're, they're in their right to do that. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll try something off the menu. And then you don't like it. Off the menu? <laughs> off the reader menu? <laughs> off the reader menu. <laughs> but, you know, fair enough. But then it, it felt like it all came together. It, it looks like Isis stepped in with the formations. And poor old Gabriella Labucci was just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, she was still trying to catch up with Ivana stuff, I think. So then Isis came in. Right. Like, What's maybe too many cooks in the kitchen. Or may- mm. maybe it's like, maybe it wasn't too many cooks. Just maybe a new a new chef uh, got hired and changed yeah. the flavor too quickly. <laughs> Um, but bless Gabriella because she is, uh, she seems like a sweetheart so far. I think she's going to be a great time this season. I think so too. I think we're going to see some funny moments from her. Uh, if, you know, if she sticks around long enough, who knows? (laughs) I like her confessional. What did she say? I take this all too seriously and also not seriously enough. Which I loved because I've actually always said that about drag. I take the business of drag very seriously. However, I take the art of me doing drag not seriously. Yes. Uh, so I act a fool, you know, I act like a total clown, but then the art of doing it, I, I you know, I love doing and, and I, I'm very protective of making sure that it is uh, respected mm-hmm. uh, whilst acting like a total fool. So I feel very kindred with uh, Gabriella actually out of any of the other cast members. So we see a fast forward now. Uh, RuPaul comes out. She is looking gorgeous on the main stage. And they introduce the performance. Now, for the most part, it looked like it was very successful. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought everybody's lyrics... Uh, well, no, I thought most people's lyrics were fabulous and catchy. Yep. Uh, and for the most part, it was good. It was really good. Um, there were a couple of standouts that sort of struggled and I, I hate to say it because uh, I always I always like vibe for the underdog but um, Ivory was struggle bus. She was as was Amor and I guess um, production needed us to see that so that's why they included those close-ups which I felt was just so like oh kick them while they're down but I guess we needed to see that they were struggling. I guess so it would be interesting to see if there was kind of any other struggle you know anyone else struggling in that moment that we totally. didn't see but it was very clear, like, oh. So when it came to the critiques, all the ones were safe. From my perspective, it felt uh, like it felt it felt right. Yeah, for, for where I was. Um, and then we had our winner of the challenge, who was Hollywood. Hollywood won the challenge. Now, rightly so. Oh my god! Let's gosh. talk about it. Let's talk about that as soon as the, a, again. I don't know who who cut that song together. Whatever. But somebody knows what they're doing by putting Hollywood front and centre. Again. She's the first to enter the workroom. She's the first to start the number in the challenge. And she is she is the personification of pizzazz. Like, she is just, yeah. like, guns blazing, confidence. It is so captivating and so delicious to watch. And with that kind of Mugler-inspired outfit with the motorbike, which is kind of Beyonce-ish. Oh, yes. She looked phenomenal. And the fact that... Did, and, and they didn't talk about this, but she was giving me dykes on bikes. Yeah. Ah. Ah, maybe. That's what she was giving. Anyway, that's what I took from it, and I and I'm I'm keeping it. <laughs> you would you would take that from that. <laughs> I just absolutely loved it, you know. And and we've seen in RuPaul's Drag Race recently. We bought a queer woman in, and um, you know, I feel like there isn't enough uh, representation, especially on um, shows like this. And so I thought when I when I saw Hollywood doing the motorcycle thing, the Moogly motorcycle reference, I thought it was a nod to Dykes on Bikes, and I absolutely, 
ached for it. Oh my god, maybe I maybe that went over my head completely. Because if it is, I'm obsessed with that. I'll never be over your head, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I've had many complaints actually. <laughs> 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 but yeah, and then her performance, fucking epic. And of course, she won the challenge, and rightfully bloody so. It was so good, and she deserved to win. But unfortunately, that means we've got two girls in the bottom. And uh, oh gosh, the writing was on the wall. It was the three of them it was Ashley Madison, Ivory Glaze, and Amel. And then unfortunately, it was our two girls. Ivory and Emil. Yeah, no. two Sydney sisters. And they were there in the room together hugging each other. It was so sweet. I was like, oh no. Bless them. Bless them. Um, so they get put into the bottom and they have to lip sync for their life. And we are about to lose one of our very first Down Under season three girlies. What do you think about that? What do you think about elimination on first episodes? Ah, uh, look, you know what? It has to happen. It's what we sign up for it has to happen, unfortunately. That, I mean, that's the way I see it. I'm a bit cutthroat like that. You know, there's conversation now about some of these seasons internationally, especially like the flagship American season, sometimes it can drag on and on yes. and on before we start eliminating people. But I think, look, you know, we have to be doing eliminations. Mm. That's what we're here to do. It's heartbreaking. And I, I, I would hate to be that person. And I can only imagine what it would feel like. I mean, I've never been eliminated from RuPaul's Drag Race. Fuck, I'm such a bitch. I have never been eliminated. So I don't know what that feels like. But I imagine it sucks. <laughs> she did it right the first <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> but um no you know it has to happen it's what we sign mm. up for but the girls i feel bad for them too because i feel like both of them said they're not really performers i know ivory definitely said she doesn't have a nightclub act yes and then they get given <laughs> i come from a land down under i don't know if any drag queen would ever choose to perform that number no. Right? Like, we know it. It's not... We, I don't know if we love it. We know it. <laughs> like, that's one of those numbers. I mean, drag is known for, like, playing drag charades, mm -hmm. where, you you know, your, your dance moves are essentially the lyrics to the song. <laughs> what else do you do with that number? And the problem with a song like that... And Ivana brought it up in her, one of her shady confessionals. <laughs> she goes, girl, they're both doing the exact same choreography. But in their defense, what, what, else, what do? else do you do? Yeah, you can't do dips and splits and tricks. It's hard to have a point of view and a perspective. And it is hard. And unfortunately, oh, we we have to say goodbye to the gorgeous animals. So ah. stunning. So, so stunning. So beautiful. Oh, it's sad. And, you know, she is a breath of fresh air on Drag Race, I think. She just feels very soft. She feels very real. Yeah. And just really sweet. And, and you know, we have seen that a lot, but it just felt very organic. And it was hard to see her go, actually. But you're right. It does have to happen. And I actually... As a silver lining for us as viewers, <laughs> probably not for them, but for us as viewers, uh, I have a little surprise for us, Zach Delatte. Ooh, what is it? Well, you're going to find out after the break. Oh, welcome back from our ad break, Zach. I did tell you that I had an extra special surprise for you after the break. Are you ready for it? How big is he? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're asking for it. You're gagging for it. Well, I went and sorted something extra, extra, extra delicious for you. Direct from RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3. Please give it up for our extra special delicious guest. It is Amo! Hello, Amo. Hello, hello, hello. 
G'day, g'day. Set the sound effects. Raging applause. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Ketamine's Business. Thank you for stopping in. How are you? I, bitch, I'm tired as hell. I'm, but I'm well. I'm emotional. I'm feeling every single emotion under the sun, I think, at the same time right now. But I'm also over the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, girl, I I can absolutely understand uh, how you're feeling. It's such a roller coaster. But uh, before you came on, uh, Zach and I had the privilege of watching the first episode and you came across so well. You're just such a sweetheart. And um, we thoroughly loved you. We were were mortified um, to see what unfolded. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tell us, oh, I can imagine, but tell us uh, last night, you were able to watch the premiere live, is that right? Yes, insane. The The atmosphere was electric. People were living. It was really nice to be in a room with people who, I, I guess, were supporting me. And it was a big night for Sydney, especially, with me and Ivory in the bottom and Holly in the top. So huge night for Sydney. That was fabulous. I left early and you were having shots. You were doing the most. <laughs> I I had a brunch this morning. I My alarm didn't go off which mm. is mortifying. Um, I was horrified. And I woke up uh, about an hour before I was supposed to be there. And it takes me about half an hour to get there. So I also slept in my makeup because I was too tired to take it off. So yeah, I did a few touch-ups. I wore a hair that covered up quite a bit and eyelashes that cover up quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and I said, let's go. And so made it happen. Um, we got ready very, very quickly. It was only a little bit late. And my wig fell off for the first time in drag. That's never happened to me before. It happens. Well, not to me until now. (laughs) But first time for everything, girl. (laughs) No, I wore such a badge of pride. I was like, yeah, my wig's never flown off before. All these other girls have wigs flying off left, right, and center. It could never be me, but today it was. Yeah. Did Michelle and Peaches drag you? (laughs) Um, Peaches had something to say. She's got something to say about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Is that our gorgeous sister, Peaches Rosé? That's right, yes. <laughs> I saw oh, them both arrive at 11 and I was like, Emil, where's Emil? Emil, Emil. <laughs> I know, I don't want to be, <laughs> don't slander me like this, I promise I'm not always late. No, you deserve no, it, you deserve but it. But you know what, Emil, I mean, I can say, this bitch doesn't know, she doesn't know, but I can tell you, first-hand experience, my, uh, right after the, uh, drag race experience for me uh, I had a very important my very first kind of thing I was late to because I had a wild night out you know it, it's unprecedented times for for you in this moment and you know what we're not perfect um, I mean you seem like you're close to perfect but we're not perfect mm-hmm. and you deserve uh, to let loose and have some fun let loose <laughs> Zach and I were saying before um, the the one thing we should all take away from Drag Race, and I hope that you have, is that we should we should be having fun and we should be allowed to enjoy the experience. Very much so. Um, I'm I'm trying to savor every moment, which is you know it's it's really helpful that everyone's been very lovely. I'm I'm very grateful for that. It's, it's been really nice. You know, last yeah. night at the end of the episode, the whole room was chanting "Amel, Amel." It was very sweet. Yeah, it was. Oh, I love that. They were probably just trying to order some. They were... <laughs> I mean, it's hard to know, girl. <laughs> Those bloody gays. <laughs> how did you get your name? I would love to know the story of how you got the name Emil. I'll tell you what. So originally, um, when I started drag, my name was Amil Clooney, because it was a joke about George Clooney's wife, Amal Clooney. And I was like, Amal kind of sounds like Amil. And so it became Amil Clooney. 
But too many people just didn't get the joke. No one got it. And so I was like, I, I have to get rid of the Queen. Because I was like, I feel like if I'm spending more time explaining the joke than people are like laughing at the joke, it's not a good payoff. So I said, yeah. Alan kind of works well on its own, like Madonna. It's just Alan. <laughs> I love also that it just like, it's super gay. You know, I think mm. in a world where drag is becoming very mainstream and it's fa- fabulous that it is, it's pop culture. But, you know, like drag is so queer and like a name like Amel is just so fabulous. I try my hardest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I do like when you try when you're hard. That's, oh, oh my god. god. We've been demonetized so many times already today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna gain no traction. <laughs> Have you ever seen a straight person try to drink Amel in the club before? Because they've got no idea. <laughs> my friend at a Charlie XEX concert. Um, no. She, yeah, we were all just like, you know, passing it around and she goes, No. Oh like slow motion, everyone around her was like, like no. It was horrible. Uh, and she had to go outside and sit down, but she was fine. I don't know how she was fine because she took a good swig of it. She was fine. <laughs> uh, so, Emil, I we have a little bit of history because um, I, I was very fortunate to come over to Sydney during World Pride recently. Come, uh, <laughs> come on, my tits. That's the best way. It's <laughs> easier to clean. Uh, but I was telling Zach, we uh, we had a bit of history because we got to meet each other. And um, again, this is a testament to you because you're a very good girl. And whilst you probably knew about certain things that are about to happen in your life, you kept it very under wraps, <laughs> abiding by NDAs and contracts and all that kind yes. of fancy stuff. But it came, I obviously knew things uh, were going to be happening around RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. The world word was going around. And we in the dressing room were talking about kind of like who we'd like to see on the show and different things and we got to talking of uh, you and I and some of the girls about uh what potentially we would say uh for our entrance line if we were to enter the studio I said I'm not really sure what I'm gonna like what I would hypothetically do like if I got on I'm like I what would I say there was this one video of RuPaul where RuPaul like sits there in front of the camera like dead to camera and goes slay the world yeah and I was like I want to do that and then I thought you know what it probably would be like better to do something like Amel like branded like something about Amel Mitch for sure well well we kind of we were snowballing and then all of a sudden it was like one of those light bulb moments you know when it's right it's right and we were like wouldn't it be camp to say loosen up asshole (laughs) and it was so camp until I walked in the room and I forgot what I was going to say. But it's gold. You know, all that stuff. And I, I truly believe this. People fall in love with uh, vulnerability and just uh, honest people. You know, it, it comes through on the show. Uh, and when there's all this talk about the show being scripted and kind of people producing themselves, I think people are always drawn to the honest, genuine people. And things like that, like you coming in being like, oh, shit, okay, hold on, let's do this again. <laughs> it just makes people love you even more and I you know I know I fell in love with you thank you is there anything we have to I mean there's certain things we can't talk about but um is there uh are you you happy with the most part of how you were uh how you were seen on the show and how the audience last night reacted to you definitely watching it back um was fabulous because I saw the episode and I said you know what at least I wasn't the worst so I'm happy about that I looked beautiful every time I was on screen. Um, and I I honestly, like everything that I put forward, I was very proud of, honestly. So 
I'm really glad about that because I was so worried. I was like, oh my God, what if I embarrass myself? What if it's a disaster? But it wasn't. I looked good. I performed well. I was happy, honestly. Yeah, good. And you should be. It, it was it was so fabulous. And while it's heartbreaking for the viewers and it's heartbreaking for you, you have to take uh, the good from from what's in front of you. And like, and you're doing that. It's just, it's just so lovely to see. And I know I fell in love with you when I got to meet you at World Pride and I've just fallen in love with you all over again. And I can't wait to see uh, what's next for Amal, for sure. Me neither. I feel like, like I said, the world is my oyster. And I am excited to just do more. I, I feel Amen. like it's just, yeah, doors are opening. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yes. And maybe we could treat it like um, when we were brainstorming about entrance lines. So we could just brainstorm your next move. So um, I'm thinking sex tape, you and I. <laughs> yes. Who's who? Who's doing what? I'm back being Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Can I have the boom mic? I'll be in the corner. Please. And I'll be ASMR into the mic, of course. <laughs> yeah. You'll be, and it'll, you'll be like the ASMR, like, Kita, get off me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds gosh. tragic. Speaking of tragic, let's talk about your dress last night. What happened? <laughs> there was this one scene where Ivory was like, on top of me with her knee up and all sorts of things going on because my entrance dress, um, the zipper got stuck and they had to cut me out of it. And so oh. I, I'm running around the room being like, where are the scissors? Please, someone help me. And eventually they got scissors from production and Isis had to cut me out of my my entrance look because the dress got stuck. And oh, the dress no. was last night, same zipper. So it's, that's it's what that's I was talking about last night. I did not know about the show one. Same, so that cursed zipper is is out to get me. <laughs> so, I, I, will you repair the dress? Yes, the dress was gorgeous. So I will yeah. be repairing it. Oh, um, fabulous! Ivory was kind of like covering the zip with a shoulder. Maybe they were like conjoined. What is it called? Siamese sisters. That's right. I had a fan, so I was like covering with the with the fan, but like side of my outfit that had burst open. It was many things to deal with. I was dealing with emotions. I was dealing with my breasts falling apart. It was. Chaos, mayhem, and pandemonium bit. Um, <laughs> but um, Hannah Conda came to the rescue and um, gave me this gorgeous garment that I'm now wearing. So thank you, Hannah. Oh, oh it's very yeah, flam- it's flamenco. flamenco. I mean, I imagine it looks much <laughs> nicer on you. It's <laughs> <laughs> me. So. <laughs> Oh, how fabulous. Well, um, sis, thank you so much for coming and stopping and spending some time with us here on Ketamine's Business. We just love you so much. And whatever you get up to tonight, please make sure it's uh, with a couple sniffs of ammo and a couple shots of tequila. (laughs) Several many shots will be had. Yes. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the world before uh, before we tune out for the day? Follow me on Instagram.com. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the Kelly Mantle of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. I, I feel like everyone, everyone loves Kelly Mantle and I want everyone to love me. So please keep me in your hearts the same way that I keep Kelly Mantle in my heart. I want the memes. Emil has just arrived to the Met Gala. Emil has arrived to the Met Gala. Emil has fallen down the steps. Yeah. The <laughs> yes. <laughs> I fucking love it. All right. Well, you've heard her team. Follow her on Instagram. Subscribe to all her content and send her the love. She bloody deserves it. Please. Thank you so much, Emil. We love you. Bye, girly. Thank you so much. Oh, wasn't she so lovely? She's so cute. I want more Emil. Me too. Me too. Hey, but you never know. I mean, obviously she can't uh, divulge secrets, but you never know. Maybe she makes it back on.
Maybe she's the Art Simone of season three. Maybe. That, <laughs> that means, means nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It's so nice to have Drag Race Down Under back on our screens. And it's so nice to be able to hang out with you and dish all the dirt. Yes. When I moved, I was like, I'm never going to talk to Ketamine again. I was actually praying for that. <laughs> and then you're like, ah, oh, bloody piss. She's found me. <laughs> <laughs> tracked you down, girl. Tracked you down. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, uh, I'm going to go uh, shave my testes and then put them back in my tucking panties. And uh, we'll see you again next week for another fabulous uh, episode of Kidamine's Business. What's the pod called, girl? Crossy Connection. All right. Love you, Zach. Love you, girl. Bye.